The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. And welcome to the full-time whistle after round seven men's NPL action. I'm Sean Fry, your host. I'll be your special guest and producer as well because it's just me sitting at home talking to myself as I'm uh, used to doing. I've got the, the pug here as well. I don't know if he'll have anything to say, uh, but you might hear him yapping later on. We will hear Tommy and Josh yapping uh, in a little bit. They were up at Dorian Gardens to see the hosts there go down a man and down by four goals. Two weeks in a row, they've been absolutely hammered. So just like the Perth Football Podcast team, we're all over the place at the moment. Uh, Up north, down south, somewhere in the middle, um, completely shapeless. Uh, It's a little bit of what I saw of Perth last weekend, and it looks like we saw more of the same. We'll hear from Tommy and Josh shortly. I'll go through all the other results and... Here's the beauty of me being on my own and not having all these other people to interrupt me uh, is that I can just go off on as many tangents as I, as I want. Um, so be prepared for that. I may go off the rails. I don't like to stay on the rails. And with, uh, yeah, no Kalichi here to keep me in check. It's uh, it's going to be a wild ride. Uh, I was at Dalmatinats Park today. Uh, I used to call it Dalmatinac Park like everyone did. Uh, and then... One day, I can't even remember where I was, somewhere. Uh, the only thing I can remember is I was at the urinals uh, and a strange man walked in behind me and said something about, oh, aren't you the guy that does the commentary for Football West? And I said, yes, because I am. And uh, he said, you need to learn how to say Dalmatinats Park correctly. Uh, and so I did. Uh, he taught me. Um, and so the moral of that story, I guess, is if you are in the toilets and a strange man walks in behind you and starts talking to you, then he may have some important information. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I've got for that. Uh, we'll turn to the action on the field. Most of the action was in the first half. Uh, it ended 1-1, penalty in the first minute. Um, and then uh, for Inglewood, that was. Dawes Child tucked it away and and then a good bit of work from Levi Peterson, their new South African recruit, uh, getting down the right-hand side of, of Inglewood's defence and crossing a ball in onto the head of Jesse Lazaro, which I said on the commentary is probably not the the best route to goal. Um, but you know he's going to battle for it and he's going to fight for it, and even if he doesn't win the header, and that's exactly what happened. So he just put enough pressure on the defender, header went straight up and, and he poked it home. Uh, and that was all the scoring there was. It was a pretty oh, shapeless mishmash of a second half, uh, both sides, I think, just trying to focus on staying tight, being hard to beat. Uh, and then the, the conditions didn't help. It was wet. It was messy. Um, a bit scrappy. Players slipping over all over the place. Um, no Friday Zico specials uh, to speak of this week. But uh, a point for both sides. And with the table looking the way it is, yeah, points can uh, can be 
Crucial, obviously three points uh, can rocket you from about 10th to 1st at the moment. I'll get the table up and we'll we'll go over that. But I did have a quick chat with Jesse Lazaro uh, after the game, the Coburn captain, and I'll uh, just take a break so you can have a listen to that. All right, so I've tracked down Jesse Lazaro, the uh, scorer of the only goal for Coburn today in a 1-1 draw with Inglewood. Obviously disappointed not to get the three points. What are your overall thoughts on the performance? Uh, it was definitely a good bounce back from last week. I thought we were definitely easy um, easy to beat last week, so that's why Glory scored five. But we, um, besides that first little minute... Little <laughs> pardon my language. That's all right, mate. But, you can swear on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we um, we done well to, to be hard to beat. And, um, yeah, yeah, just not happy with the result. But who's happy with the draw at the end of the day? Yeah, and we've, I mean, we've spoken endlessly about this on the podcast. Everyone that watches this league knows that between top and bottom, I think going into today, the top team had three wins, the bottom team had two wins. So there's almost nothing between them. What does that mean for you as as captain of this club that, you know, can you look at this and think if we can get our, you know, house in order, we can move up the table pretty quickly with a few wins? Yeah, I think um, everyone throughout the club is confident on what we can actually achieve this year everyone always writes us off so it doesn't matter we're used to it but um, the same thing gets reiterated every week that we're actually a good team when we believe we just need to be hard to beat and brilliant to watch really and that's what we go for so. I think you've always had that's one of the reasons I love coming down here is you, you always have the potential for like big upsets it doesn't matter who you're playing Coburn can always win and and obviously showed that last year we got the, the trophy the, the bit of silverware is, is there an aim? Has Scott given you something that, that you want to say that this is a success, this is what we're aiming for for this season? Yeah, 100%. Like uh, all of us, again, in the change room, we um, go to strive as, as high as we can. So the league is first priority. And then to have another great cup run would be perfect. But we strive to win as much as we can. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, I'll let you uh, get back. Celebrate's probably not the right word after a 1-1 draw, but... You got a point. The season will carry on and it's tight, man. There's a, a few wins and you're going to be right up there. Yeah, exactly. Cheers, man. Good luck, mate. And before we dive back into part two, we just want to send a quick thank you out to Balance and Revive Massage Therapy, our latest sponsors here at the Perth Football Podcast. And if you want to get 10% off remedial and sports massages, just go and say hi uh, from the Perth Football Podcast. Use the code PFP23. Uh, that's PFP23. You get 10% off all remedial and sports massages at Balance and Revive. You can find them in Carambine at 1 Hobson's Gate. And thank you to Jesse Lazaro and, of course, our roaming reporter, Sean Fry. Back to me, uh, your host, Sean Fry, in the studio slash home. Uh, and we'll have a quick look around all the other results just before we get to Tommy and Josh at Dorian Gardens. Already mentioned that big 4-0 win for Sterling. But around the grounds, Armadale continue to score goals as well as anyone. They got up over Balcata five goals to three. We'll... Look over all the action and the goals and the red cards and give you all the detail on the Monday podcast. But for now, I'll just give you the scores and, and a bit of a summary of where that leaves all these teams. And one team that I thought were done and dusted after a few rounds, of course, you can never write anyone off at, at that early stage of the season, but Bayswater did look awful uh, when I saw them against Coburn. Should have probably lost by three, four, five goals on that day. Only lost uh, by two goals to one, but... Uh, they just looked pretty shapeless and rudderless and then have now just turned things around. I don't know how much uh, Cam Edwards has had to do with that. He was a 
big inclusion into their midfield from what I've heard and they won today 2-0 against Florida as all the other dogs come into the house as well. Uh, yeah, so Florida going down two goals to nil, maybe panic stations for them. Tommy's been holding off on that call. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think I might be ready to make it. They are really struggling to get results at the moment. But as we've seen with all these other sides that can turn around quickly. Another side I thought I had figured out was Perth Red Star. I had them picked to start shooting up the table. They were beating everyone, beating them handily, sevens and sixes. And now they've gone down by a goal to two at home against the Glory Under-21s. I think that was a late stoppage time winner. So... Yeah, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. How do we figure out this league? Olympic Kingsway, the final result to wrap us up. Away to Sorrento. Naughty boy for Sorrento as well, it looks like there. And Kingsway getting up by two goals to nil. Uh, Looking forward to unpacking all of that on Monday. But the big result uh, for Sterling Macedonia, as I mentioned. Four goals to nil over Perth. And Tommy and Josh were there and they're going to have a little chat about that game and, and a potential interview, I think, as well, uh, in which Josh has just informed me he called them Sterling Lions, slip of the tongue, which he apologises for, but uh, here are the guys. Josh and Tommy here at Dorian Gardens, and uh, I, I'll tell you, Tommy, I went and bought some new football boots. I got Copper Mundials. I got a classic. It was not a classic performance from Perth Soccer Club against uh, Sterling Macedonia. A 4-0 defeat for Perth, a 4-0 win. If you flip it around for Sterling Macedonia, uh, one of the big stories here today, 14 goals conceded in three games for Perth Soccer Club. What can they do to turn it around, Tommy? Um, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, um, first of all, Josh, uh, you could have done with those new boots today for the uh, crossbar challenge that you took part in at halftime. It wasn't the worst effort, though. I think you were certainly the best of the uh, three participants today. But anyway, moving on to the game. Um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, that resolve um, that we saw from Perth earlier in the season has certainly um, dissipated. Uh, to a certain degree. There were some circumstances today, though. They were 1-0 down for the majority of the game. Uh, they did lose Paul Zimmerino and Jeremy Mbar to injury, um, and then Jordan DeLeo um, got a red card in the second half. So they did go to 10 men, and a lot of, and I think at least two, if not three, of the goals they conceded in the second half uh, were when, when they were a player less. But um, as you say, um, we sort of thought, going down to Fremantle City that maybe it was going to be a little bit of a a one-off maybe you concede goals you're in the cup anything can sort of happen and then obviously last week happens a 5-0 loss to the previously bottom side Olympic Kingsway and then uh, losing 4-0 today um, there are definitely um, definitely concerns I think and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens I've got another home game against Balcata next week and that's shaping up as a really big game for, for both of those teams you look at the Sterling goals, Kingsley Eshen, we, we actually spoke about before the game, you know, he hadn't scored, I think, since round two. He looked like he was going to go on and score 20 at that point, but he, he bundled one in, he got the opener, he had a, a hand in the second goal, he had his uh, a, a good run and he had a shot saved by Luke Radnich before Ash Nelson followed up and banged it in the net. And then Daniel Fakeney, the 19-year-old who played at Gwell Up last year, he popped up with two goals to finish off the game, including one absolute stunner, uh, a, a left-footed volley from across from uh, Calvin Whitney, I think it was. Uh, so 
what do you make of it from the Sterling perspective? They're up near the top of the ladder. Again, they were solid at the back with uh, McGowan and Palmatier and Bosdet making a couple big saves and, and also a, an epic moment of shithousery from James Bosdet where he's made a save, he's got the ball on the ground, he's then pretended to pull up his socks before picking the ball up as uh, the Perth striker was about to try and nip it off him. Uh, Jokes aside about uh, James Bonzet, and we can have many for him. Uh, Sterling Macedonia, a, a professional performance in the end. Yeah, um, I wanted to come down to this game today, not only because it was the DT38 game as well, which we should also mention the um, that the Dillington Beatties um, trophy was was up for grabs today. Um, obviously, in tribute to the former um, to, to the player who played for both um, these clubs as a junior. Um, but in terms of Sterling. I was interested to come down as well because they'd lost three of their last four games and I thought that was a little bit unusual for a team who I actually tipped to win the league at the beginning of the season. Um, but having seen them in action today, um, I was a little bit reassured. Obviously, Perth obviously conceded um, goals in the second half and, and I wouldn't say the win was flattering, but um, they obviously got some goals which really boosted their goal difference. I thought um, their left-hand side worked really well, Fakeney getting those two goals. I thought his um, uh, sort of interplay with Kai Matthews was a, a real standout. We saw shades of that in the preseason. I thought that was very good again. And I thought Cade Fernal actually came into the middle of the pitch and did a really good job today. Just gave them some legs around the ground. Obviously, Giles Davies was out suspended. Dan Spasevsky still out of the team as well. Um, and they, they, they were um, without Hristen Jankulowski as well, part of that partnership with Palmateer that was so successful last year, the league's best defence. So, yeah, there was a few players out for Sterling today. Um, they'll be hoping that this win is a bit of a circuit breaker for them. Obviously, after losing um, the three in four, which I mentioned before. And, and um, yeah, they'll, they'll be hoping to push on to bigger and better things. They're, they're, they're back in the top four now, and um, I expect them to probably stay there for the remainder of the season. Big, big call from Tommy, a man who normally sits on the fence. He's called Sterling Macedonia to stay in the top four for the rest of the season. I think it's pretty tough to are make. They, are they there now? Uh, I think they're there now. Are they there now? Tommy's going to just get his, that up on his phone and check that for us. While, while you're checking that, Tommy, we do have to say, you know, we've been talking about all year just how close and tight this league is. Do you think it's starting to shape up a bit now? I think we were looking before. We're about two games now from top to bottom, which uh, sounds close, but it was about four points before. First of all, they are fourth. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we knew that today... With it being so tight and only, I think it was four points separating every team in the league, that there were going to be some winners and losers out of the day in terms of league position. Um, we saw Olympic Kingsway win today and move off the bottom. They're up in ninth place. Um, Bayswater City, who we was very concerned about um, after three games without a win at the beginning of the season, are suddenly the league's form team. They've won four in a row now. Um they're the hottest team in the competition by way of the um, by way of the table, and, and it's certainly reflecting now. So, um, and, and obviously we, we were sort of talking about Perth Red Star, who led the lead today. They went behind to, to Glory, so uh, sorry they they fell to Glory at home. So that was an interesting result as well. Another team who we sort of all think are going to be up there. So yeah, there's some teams like Bayswater, like Armadale, like Sterling, who have possibly given themselves a little bit of a break. 
Um, but it's just staggering, really. We're, we're almost a third of the way into the season, and there's still no real um, indication as, as to where these teams are going to shake up. It's, it's very exciting for the neutral. As uh, Tommy alluded to before, I wasn't able to snare the $300 for hitting the crossbar at halftime at Dorian Gardens. Sterling Macedonia, though, did get the three points, and we did have a chat to Daniel Fakeney, who scored his first two MPL goals uh, for his new club. So have a listen to that, and uh, thank you very much for having us on the full-time whistle, Sean Fry. Josh from the Pet Football Podcast here. I've got Daniel Fakeney from... Sterling Lions, uh, two goals, his first for his new club, and they're up near the top of the MPL ladder. ladder. Daniel, uh, tell me about that performance, a 4-0 win over Perth away from home. It must have felt special to get those goals out there. Oh, it was good. It's probably, I think it's my first two goals for MPL. I've been, been in the league for a couple of years, but scoring the first two goals means a lot, especially at such a high standard, high club. It's good. It's good to get it out of the way. Yeah. T- tell us about uh, your first goal, the third goal for Sterling, really the one that, that sealed the result. The ball came out of there. You've hit it first time on the volley. It was a sensational finish. Oh, well, I've just I've been yelling at Calvin to hit the ball across. I've seen it come over and thought, we're 2-0 up. I'm going to go for a screamer, and I hit it, and it went in. That's about it. You're a young man, 19 years old, relegation scrap last year for Gwellart. What does it mean to be starting in a team that's looking to uh, eye off the title and is currently near the top of the ladder with Sterling? Well, I mean, everyone wants to go for titles, cups, leagues. And so being in a club where we've got the quality of people that we can go for the league, go for the cup, it's great. We should be, we should be up and around the top as we are and hope that we stay around here and push break away and win the league and, and tell me what it's like playing with uh, players like that you've got Calvin there who's a gold medal winner who's uh, you know feeding you the balls you've got Kingsley Escher who's played over in England up front and you've got a coach there in Ian Ferguson who's you know played hundreds of games in, in Scotland uh, coached Perth Glory you know what, what's it like uh, having those experienced heads around you oh it's great being around those people, the experience, the advice that they give you, the encouragement, it's a lot. It's a lot for a young player coming in and moving into a new environment. They've helped massively and helped me get adjusted to the to the pace and the quality that we want to play here at Sterling. And for yourself as a young player, you know, what's the, the biggest thing that, that Fergie and the other coaches have impressed you to, to improve on or work on in your game? Personally, it's just been the confidence. They know that I've got the quality, multiple other people have the quality in the team. They just want me to be able to have the confidence to attack Go, go at the players and score as I can just there. So they've really been pushing for me to be confident in my own abilities. And yeah, that's about it. Oh, cheers. Uh, I think that's your first interview this year. Hopefully the first of many, mate. Yeah, mate. Hope to be here again. Might be a bit better next time, mate. <laughs> well, thanks to the boys and thanks also to Daniel for joining us for that little interview. I do apologise for Josh's segues. They're just awful, aren't they? That... Mundial classic boot line are just just awful. Um, but speaking of awful, uh, I am awfully uh, happy to uh, be able to bring you the uh, standings at the end of round seven. Just trying to outdo you there, Josh. Um, we now have Bayswater top of the table. Unbelievable after that start to the season. Uh, just proving me wrong yet again. Perth Glory with their big win level on top, both of those sides on 13 points, uh, just the superior goal difference for Bayswater. And then a point behind them, we have Armadale in third, Sterling Macedonia, not Sterling Lions, Josh, uh, in fourth. 
And a couple of points back out of the top four, we have uh, the trio of Perth Bread Star, Coburn and Perth Soccer Club. One point behind them, Olympic Kingsway, Florida Athena and Balcatta as we head down towards the bottom of the table on the bottom two, Inglewood on eight points after today's draw and Sorrento holding up the foot of the table on seven. It is an unpredictable league. We say it week after week after week and... Uh, it's going to be a very interesting podcast on Monday as we look to unpack all of that, all the women's action as well. Tomorrow we will cover on Monday, along with all the goals, the naughty boys, the naughty girls, all the usual stuff. Thank you for joining us on the full-time whistle, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.